right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Mantic Podcast. I'm your host, Chopper. And today I'm joined with the man, the myth, Rob Berman. Hi, Pat. I'm glad we finally managed to make this podcast work. Yes, it's been uh, it's been a little bit of a hard time getting everyone's schedules together. You can uh, just blame Ronnie. Well, yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie's putting you guys to work, I hear. <laughs> I mean, finally. Finally. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you guys are opening back up office-wise, I guess, right? Yeah, so we've been back into the office a bit now, and we're just on the, I don't know when this will go out, but we're just sort of on the cusp of hopefully opening up uh, HQ and having this amazing new refurbished gaming center as well. So, yeah. um, shout out to Elvis, I guess, right? Yeah, he's done a lot of work. You know, it's it actually got carpets in there. You know, it's amazing how much difference a carpet can make to a room. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've got carpets in there. We've got these really big, you know, great big six by four tables, which are great for obviously Kings of War. Uh, firefight when we get around to that so it's looking really really nice I, I, and i just can't wait to get people in there actually so that'd be great that's awesome i couldn't i can't wait to see it yeah no we'll have some videos i'm sure soon when it's all finished all right so uh i guess the new hotness coming out was announced uh last saturday uh yep. overdrive well what, what do you what do you got for us on overdrive Oh, I've got all the details, Pat. So Overdrive, yeah, we announced it at the during our Mantic Summer preview. Uh, and the idea is, is each of these previews, we want to reveal something big, maybe have a tease for other stuff as well. And so Overdrive was a big reveal for that one. And basically what Arena is, sorry, what Overdrive is, we for a while I think we've wanted to do something a bit like an Arena sort of sports game. Um, and this is our kind of take on what that Arena sports game might be. So it's a sci-fi game set in the Warpath universe. And basically it's uh, an arena sports game where uh, two you have two players, two coaches who go against each other. On each side, they've got these three larger-than-life giants, these players. And then basically across a series of different game modes, uh, the giants have to battle it out for points and, and supremacy of the arena, I guess. All right. Uh, I guess uh, then Overdrive is a Dreadball variant where we're just using the Giants then. Is that what I'm hearing? No, no. So actually, that's an interesting one because some people have looked at it and thought, oh, it's it's uh, a Dreadball uh, kind of sequel or something like that. But I mean, that that's actually very, very different. I mean, actually, there's most of the modes don't even feature a ball. So that's one thing. Um, actually, it's yes, it uses some of the kind of the simple mechanics from dreadball so yeah you've got phrases like slams and runs and and dashes and, and evades and that was so i think what we want people to do is we want fields people to feel comfortable in some ways when they start playing but as soon as you start playing you realize it's a it's a very very different game to um to dreadball okay say for example in the in the standard mode so we've got six different game modes and the reason why we keep calling them game modes is because I always like to imagine it a bit like a kind of video game multiplayer. So if you've played, I always keep referring to this. It shows my age when I refer to this game. But when I say Time Splitters 2, um, <laughs> you know, that for me, I, I have such fond memories of, of playing the hell out of Time Splitters 2. I always used to play it. And what I loved in there was you had all these crazy different modes and each of them would play totally differently. So in some ways, that's what we wanted to do with, with Overdrive is is there are all these different modes and each one plays totally different. Some characters do really well in one and then they might do really terribly in another. Um, so in the standard mode, um, that's more like a uh, like a king of the hill scenario. 
So in that one, uh, what you're trying to do is you're trying to basically claim an objective. There's these different scoring zones that are randomized at the end of each rush. And then if one of your giants is stood in that scoring zone at the end of the rush, then you score some points. Now that seems, okay, seems fairly simple. But actually things like positioning is really key in that one. You can obviously, you can move your opponent around the arena with slams. But then there's also some tricky characters like uh, the spawn. You can like drag characters out of the arena, uh, drag them out of the certain scoring spaces. Or there's uh, characters like Cynic Docker, the space jellyfish, who can actually push them or, or even mind control them. Oh, so already nice. it's completely different to, to Dreadball. Yes, you may recognize some of the characters, although, although we've sort of had a little bit of a twist on the characters. It's sort of, you imagine this, the, the giants are kind of, they're possibly getting on a bit now. They fell out of favor in the Dreadball leagues and they've looked at kind of turning to overdrive as a way to keep the cash coming in. Oh, all right. So, yeah, so it's, it's uh, so that's one of the game modes. And what you will say is, like I say, with the, with the players, is that they all, it's not quite rock, paper, scissors, but you can all, you can normally find that there is a counter to one. So, like, you've got someone like Brank, who's uh, a really good defensive, very tough character. So you might look at him and think, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to be able to take that one out. But so what you do is for him, a good counter for him is actually Cynic Docker, the space jellyfish, because all of a sudden you can start pushing Brank around the arena or you can even start mind controlling him as well to then attack his own team. <laughs> so there's there's quite interesting things like that you can do. I think one of the things that really helps balance the characters is um, we've we've gone for like a drafting mechanic. So if you've played collectible card games it's something you might be familiar with uh-huh. or if you've ever been in the playground and you've been lining up to play a little uh, bit of football, dodgeball yeah i get it yeah um so what happens is you all line up against the wall and the person who's the team captain goes okay i want you you and you um so there's a similar mechanic in this one um so what happens is you you line up all the available players at the side of the pitch and then each coach takes it in turn to pick three giants so uh, i would go and then you might pick yours, uh, Pat. And then we kind of go until we've got three. Sure. And you, so I guess you need a minimum of six, correct? Yes, you need a minimum of six. Uh, but actually, what you can believe, if you want to play casually, uh, which you know a lot of people will, because it is quite a, it's, I think it's one of those games that's very easy to pick up and play. So it is quite beer and pretzel Z. I guess that's a phrase now. Uh, if you want to play it at the end of a night or before a game, you can say, oh, I've brought my overdrive box with me. I've bought these eight giants. Let's line them up and, and we'll just play with these ones. Um, and what you can even do if you want is you can even have a couple of the same giants in, although although we don't recommend it. If you both really like Brank, you could put two Branks in and, and then see what happens. Um, so once you've got used to sort of the, the simple drafting mechanic like that, that's when you can start to move to the advanced drafting. And that's when it starts to become really clever because there's almost like psychological battle before the game has even begun so in that situation we would line our six our six favorite giants up on our my side of the board and you would line up yours on your side of the board and then instead of picking from the the common pool we pick from our own pool so so for example if i really like brank again uh, i would pick brank from my six where the issue here is is that if we've both got a brank in our lineups then the first one to pick him stops the other person picking them as well oh, all so right. there is a quite there is a bit of a kind of there are mind games before you know the first punch has even been swung 
about trying to get one up on your opponent because you're like, okay, I really like Dozer. Now, should I indicate that I really like Dozer now or should I let them pick first? And so yeah. it's interesting actually because you can, like I was saying, because there are a lot of counters, actually ha- having that first pick isn't as powerful as it might seem because I might go and I'll pick uh, someone fast, you know, like Scarathron or something. And you'll be like, okay, well, I know what to do about Scarathron. I'm just going to punch it. So you pick someone like Caradon. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting. And what what I really like about the drafting mechanic is it, it does a few things. It makes sure that no game ever plays quite the same, even when you're playing with those six in the box, because you can never be sure what the six, you know, the combination is going to be. Mm-hmm. It really helps to balance it um, because hopefully, you know, we'd like to play tournaments or see people playing leagues. And it just means you can't be guaranteed to, you know, you can't be like Rich Stockdale who turns up to the Walking Dead tournaments with some really filthy lists for Walking Dead. <laughs> and, I, and he won't mind me saying that because he, he, he openly admits that he makes the absolute filth. So he was funny because I said, Rich, can you have a look at Overdrive just basically to see if you can break it? And he was he was tearing his hair out because he was like, I can't do it. He says, I can't do it because I can't guarantee I'm going to get this exact combination of characters. So I thought that was really good, actually. Um, and then the third reason is that uh, Whenever we release a new giant, um, and we've got a kind of, you know, we've got giants planned into next year as well, um, you can immediately add them to your roster. So if even if you're playing a league, you can start drafting those guys in as well. So it just means that I, I always give the example. I don't know if you know Pat, but I quite like goblins. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I know it'll be no. new to a lot of the listeners. I know. Um, so obviously, if a a goblin release comes out for Kings of War, you know, I'm super excited. I'm over the moon. If a dwarf release comes out, I spit on the floor, I curse, <laughs> you know, I, I smash it. So at least this way with Overdrive, if uh, you know we release you know, whatever we've got on the on the release schedule, then it's relevant to everyone that plays. So I really like that idea that there's there's no duff releases, I guess. With the Giants, then um, are all the Giants going to be available at some point for this game? Because uh, I was. Uh Looking at uh, what this was coming out, I didn't see. Uh, oh, I can't remember the robot one. Uh, so this, yeah, barricade, barricade, big mech. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the plan. We're gonna. What we didn't want to do is to flood everyone with you know sixteen giants. I think we, I think that's what we've got planned at the minute, because I think we want people to learn the basics and actually the kind of the initial giants we've got, particularly in the core set are quite easy to learn apart from maybe cynic docker who's a bit more specialist um but yeah the plan is is uh, throughout the kind of end of this year and into next year we've got these rivals packs and the way a rivals packs work is you get a couple of giants in one box and then we'll make up some you know we, i say make up we've got some backstories about why they might hate each other um so the idea is, is you buy both of those and then you've got two new giants to add to your roster okay um, so, uh, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say, um, so, and obviously, um, some people might be wondering why it's called Overdrive. I think a lot of people thought originally that it was called Overdrive because it was going to be a driving game. So, sorry to disappoint those. Oh, um, I never got that. <laughs> yes, a few people were like, oh, great, it's going to be a drive. It's going to be the jet bike racing game that we've been promising for years. Um, oh. But I think uh, the, the Overdrive uh, name refers to the fact that each character has an Overdrive ability. And basically what that is, is that's when, you know, whether it's the roar of the crowd or the coach screaming at them, once per rush, 
uh, one of your giants can do a really like like a signature move. That's their kind of that's the move that they're really famous for. So I guess you know you look at um, like the Undertaker when he would do his pile driver, right? Sure. That was everyone remembered. You know the Undertaker was pile driver. So this is the equivalent of that. This is that when they come into the ring and everyone's shouting, you know, ah, oh, uh, you know, spawn, do spawn again or something like that. So what these are, these are their key signature moves. And knowing when to do your overdrive ability is a real key element of each rush because it can make all the difference. I was uh, playing with Andy Burdis at Blackjack Legacy yesterday, actually. Um, and knowing the amount of times I... I used my overdrive at the wrong time because you've only got one for that rush. Yeah. It can really, it can really swing it. So it's a really interesting tactical choice of when you use it. A couple of times I used it too early and then I really regretted it. I thought, God, even, even though you've only got four actions in the rush, uh, that really made a difference. So yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how people use the overdrives and what they do with them. Yeah, it's it's definitely since you only got four actions, no one to use that, and then you can only use it one time is going to play a very tactical part in that game, I think. Yeah, and the um, the actions are interesting actually because it's so it's alternating activations. So I play one, you play one until we've all had four. Um, oh, I didn't realize I, it was alternating. Yeah, yeah. So again, I think that's something that may not have come across initially when we people are sort of looking at it, but it is alternating. So what that means is is you can sort of you can plan ahead and think okay well I I know I can get to the other side of the arena here, um, or you can try and set up some potential combos. So uh, Caradon's quite an interesting one because his um, his overdrive is called uh, Blood in the Water. He's a shark, so if he senses there's anyone wounded in the arena, then he'll kind of zoom in straight on those and get a real hefty bonus for attacking them. So that's quite interesting, actually, because what you can do is just try and get a little, you know, try and maybe try and get a cheeky wound on a character with someone like Scarathron, and then the next minute you're using your overdrive and going in for the kill. So it's it's interesting playing someone like Martin, because Martin plays a lot of kind of skirmish games and that sort of stuff, and he really likes to look at all the different synergies of how they work. So he approaches it as, okay, I want these synergies to work, Whereas I sort of approach it of, oh, let's have some fun and, and, and punch people. <laughs> yeah, let's just bash people. Yeah, so very different <laughs> choices. So, uh, all right, one other thing I wanted to ask about Overdrive is, uh, as I, w- I, had, I had gotten a little early look, uh, and I noticed that the artwork has changed. Is this something new that Mantic is looking at? Um, so, the art, why I really, really wanted, and this... So this is my influence. So uh-huh. if you love it, brilliant. If you hate it, then it was actually Matt Gilbert who wanted to do it. Um, but the idea was, it was I really wanted that sort of manga style sci-fi uh, sort of artwork for this one because I thought it would it sort of really matched that sort of larger than life uh, style of the characters. So uh, a guy called um, we we tracked down basically I tracked down a guy called Edwin who was actually doing artwork for for Kickstarter at the time. And I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was really kind of it really sort of fitted in with that sort of manga style, anime style of the uh, of the characters. So uh, yeah, we got him on board, and he he's then gone back and done all the all the characters. Um, I mean, I, you, you'll only see his stuff in in Overdrive. You know, we wanted this one to be a very unique style, 
I saw an interesting comment the other day. It was like, oh, I hope you're not going to use this in Kings of War. And well, we're not. <laughs> so don't worry about well, that. Well, no, I wouldn't think his style fits for Kings of War, but I think it does fit Overdrive. It's not, uh, it's one of the things I did was thinking was like, it, it actually works for some of the sci fi stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think we are going to try and just keep it just to Overdrive so it's got its own unique thing. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about some of the, you know, let's say Overdrive as well. And some of the ideas I've got for, you know, characters in the future, seeing what Edwin can do with their artwork and then seeing what obviously Luigi, when he comes to the sculpting, can do. has it, got me really excited. Yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I'd love to do a few more, not necessarily in the like next year, but after that, I'd love to do some more nods to more Dreadball characters. So we'll have to see what that means. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, Rob, when is Overdrive expected to come out, and when are pre-orders ready to go? Yeah, so actually, we, we've teased this one nice and early, uh, so it's actually not out until September. So the reason for us to doing it, you know, kind of put, we're going to be putting it on pre-order in July, um, and the reason for us putting it on pre-order so early is because we are going to be doing a couple of pre-order exclusive uh, Rush and Score trackers. So you'll get uh, Resin a resin dozer's fist and a resin big mech's fist because you know ultimately the game is about punching people in the face um so the reason for doing the uh pre-orders early is so we can start making those and then no one's going to be disappointed so we will be doing those on the mantic website and you can get them in your friendly local game store so head down and, and start pestering them from july and say hey i hear overdrives a new hotness i need to get this i need to pre-order it so i can get some cool fists yeah i need I, I was going to make a joke about fisting then, but I, I'll stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a family podcast, right? Yeah, uh, sure. To a point. <laughs> all right, Rob. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, talking some Overdrive. I'm sure we're all very excited. Uh, the new artwork's great. The models look good. Uh, yeah, and we'll have, we'll have loads more. We're going to have, uh, I'm sure you'll see me and Martin playing on some live streams when you know, we, me and Martin haven't played in a live stream for a bit, so our, our grudge matches, I'm sure, have gone missed. So, uh, and we've already got grudge matches established for this one. Perfect. So, uh, and if we end up doing a league, they can be uh, protracted out over several weeks in that case. All right. That's going to be awesome, especially in the new store. Yes. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, I've been Chopper. Thanks for listening to the Mantic Podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.